This week's episode is brought to you by Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Not only do you get access to every episode a week early and ad-free, but we have tons of extras, including our two newest interviews. We chat with Mike Scully about his time executive producing the show. I ran it through uh, seasons 9 through 12, which I always characterize as the four most consecutive seasons of the show. And we talk with writer Mimi Pond about what it was like to write the first episode of The Simpsons. You know, and I get to be the turd in the punch bowl every single time I tell this story because nobody wants to hear anything bad about The Simpsons. You can find all that and more exclusively on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons where stupid babies need the most attention. I'm your host, Old Painty Can Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, I'm Henry Gilbert, and I read Newsweek instead of nothing. <laughs> and who else? Old Painty Can Chris Antista. Ah, uh, there's two of us. And today's episode is Home Sweet Home Diddly Dum Doodly. Dexamophone. <laughs> And today's episode aired October 1st, 1995, and as always, Chris will tell us what happened in this mythical day in Simpsons history. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, diddly diddly bobbly! Uh, a little site called Auction Web goes live just before changing its name to eBay. Better. <laughs> Paul Rudd is hunted by Michael Myers in Halloween 666, The Curse of Michael Myers, and this Oof. week... Uh, more than 150 million people tune in to see uh, the O.J. Simpson verdict. Oh, verdict. Wow. The answer at the end of this program. They played that live in my 8th grade classroom. Me, Me too. Yeah. Not, you know, we didn't get to see it live. My, I just got to see the teacher write on uh, the board, not guilty. Which Whoa. should have trolled us by writing guilty and then not <laughs> on top of it. As a 13-year-old, it was or a 12-year-old, it was the introduction to like racial divisions in America to, yeah, me, I to was, really I, recognize yeah. them. I wasn't ready. For, I was like, what? Yeah, was uh, a white suburban mm, kid. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to recognize it until that point, probably. Well, the feeling was that just like we got... Uh, this guy got away with murder, which probably did. It's, he's all, there's almost no other person who could have done I, it. I, but you know what? Fuck the police, man. That's what I say. I love, I love, I love that song. Oh, that, <laughs> we talked about it on another show. Like the the biggest form of injustice that everybody was okay with was the sentencing he got for stealing his own shit back. Yeah, <laughs> that he went to jail for twenty years, and all the world was like, "That is not fair." It seems fair. Yeah, we're, we're down, and now he's out. And I'll, I'll propose it again. We, I did it to Neil Berkeley when Henry and I talked to uh, Neil Berkeley, director of Gilbert. Somebody please make sure you're following around O.J. Simpson with a camera for the first couple months of this <laughs> release. call that movie Suicide Watch. Yeah, I just oh, want to see how people treat him. I'm shocked he could even walk around anywhere without being like... Does he have like a, a spit detector for his food? Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> I would think he just makes his own food all the time. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, eBay, Another. meanwhile, that was a magical thing, eBay. Like yeah. my, my mom signed up for eBay in 1997 to get her own classic toys she had as a kid to read to buy back her childhood as we do now i then used it pretty soon after to buy video games 
VHSs of anime and toys. MST3K and, and Mr. Show bootleg. Yeah, all, all the bootlegs over. were on there. It was beautiful. I've had the same eBay account for 18 years, and I'm still mm-hmm. using it. Me under, too, yeah. too. And not to get techy, but like, have you noticed yourself using it less with everything else that's out there? Yes, because... Craigslist, uh, the buy- Facebook shop. Buyers have never had more power, and that's awful for sellers, because <laughs> they can just fuck you over completely. It's more that like I... I Calculated as it, it'll cost me fifty to one hundred dollars to get me inside a post office. I just yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. Stamps.com. <laughs> Bob and I just sold a bunch of stuff on eBay in the last year. It was uh-huh. uh, it's if it, I made a profit, but when I look back on it, I'm like, boy, that was a lot of time. It was a lot more time than I wanted to give to. It. I say it was worth it. That's why you got the kids were telling me about let go. Just have someone pick something up at your house. Just shave off a couple bucks you might get on eBay. Like, just take it, dude. Fire is the first eBay ever <laughs> invented. So today's episode is. Technically, the third episode in season seven, but it is the first episode of the production season seven that Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein ran. It is this quite a new looks era. Gorgeous, it's beautiful. It is beautiful in a much different tone than the Merkin episodes that preceded this. This is a very, very domestic episode, and as Bill Oakley told us. Every showrunner starts with the idea, let's get back to the family. Mm-hmm. Then in eight episodes, they get bored of that and do crazy <laughs> things. And we'll see that Mike next Scully season. Mike Scully told us the yeah. same thing, too. Wow. And yes, this is a major change in style, though you don't... I guess if you, when I watched it as a kid, seeing it right after Radioactive Man, it didn't feel that different. Nope. But now... Looking at it with a, a hyper-analytical eye, I definitely see the differences. Yeah. Worlds away, I'm seeing these characters at angles I have never seen them before. Susie Dieter, great yeah. director. Yeah, and Oakley Weinstein, who we've interviewed Bill Oakley twice for this show, and he's he's a real friend of the show, great guy. Mm. Oakley Weinstein started as season four writers on The Simpsons, and they were, I think, the first true Simpsons nerds hired in the writing staff. <laughs> and they think, uh, Oakley at least, has gone on record saying that Season three of The Simpsons is the perfect season of any TV show. And he and Weinstein really wanted to recreate that with season seven of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. They wanted to pattern it out in like, we'll have this type of episode here, then this type of episode here, and on and on and on. And another thing they really wanted to do was get things more realistic, especially Homer. Mm-hmm. They were big, big haters of Homer getting a job in at NASA. They did not like that. <laughs> they they all but say they hated the him becoming an astronaut episode. Like they said... It was contentious among the staff. And they said they didn't want Homer walking around with a ray gun anymore, which basically could happen at any time <laughs> in a Merkin thing. So this rejected a lot of the Merkin insanity, though the show was no less meta, I would say, in season seven and eight. It just yeah. wasn't as aggressively hateful towards the form, I'd say. <laughs> that's true, that's true. And, and and Homer was not the indestructible crazy person. In fact, seeing this episode, the big differences I see in Homer is that he loves his kids. He appreciates Marge and what she does for him. He has some zany schemes, but not that zany. And he is not indestructible. And true. he's a little nicer. Yeah, he's, he's a bit softer. And for this episode, they really wanted to start strong. So this episode was pitched by uh, Simpsons heavy hitter George Meyer, mm. written by John Vitti, responsible for most of the best early Simpsons scripts in season three and four and two and one. Mm-hmm. Lisa Substitute, Burns for Coffender Craftwork, Radio Bart, Mr. Plow, <laughs> Cape Fear, John Vitti is a great comedy writer and in fact he did a few scripts for the critic too because they were like just get John Vitti his best his episodes were some of the best critic ones ever I yeah. think the Duke Phillips disease episode all the, no not all the Dukes man the, but Dr. J Dr. J 
I think it's still my favorite critic episode. I, it could be mine, I'm pretty sure. And also, he went on to write some great King of the Hill episodes, too. So, mm-hmm. John VD, great comedy writer. Don't hold that Chipmunks movie against him. He made a <laughs> lot of money, and he swears the first draft was much funnier. And he did the Angry Birds film, too. Yes. And Ice Age, he's, he's a very rich screenwriter now, as he deserves to be. We did an episode of Laser Time about video game movie adaptations. Mm-hmm. And according to Rotten Tomatoes critics, Angry Birds is far and away the best performing video game to, wow. uh, to movie adaptation ever. I'm sure it's wildly offensive <laughs> at best. I, I got to give Rovi, Rovio credit then. They put their money where their mouth is and made a better movie than fucking Ubisoft Right did. as their brand was dying. Yeah. Yeah. God. And who do you hear talking about Angry Birds now, huh? <laughs> they made their billions. So this yeah. episode, we're talking about how season seven is patterned after season three. Mm-hmm. The beginning of this episode feels a lot like Homer Alone in which Marge is the super mom. Mm-hmm. In that episode, she's extremely put upon and weary. In this episode, she's happy to be of service mm. now keep the lettuce separate until eleven thirty. that way the lettuce stays moist and the bread stays dry huh huh mom you fuss over us way too much enjoy it now because when you're a grown-up you'll have to take care of yourself Marge, there's a spider near my car keys you did the right thing by telling me shoot get out of here Marge is the perfect mom. She has made McDLT style packaging for her kids' sandwiches, and she won't even kill a spider that, that's near Homer's car key. She shoes it away. That's it's. I don't know why, but that's that's my favorite sequence in this episode. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. the way, every motion that Homer makes, and that we don't see what Marge is doing. You just see his little scared baby face <laughs> leaning in and the looking. Way he's looking like uh, there's tons of great little hand motions. I, I wish in this it was episode. more articulate about it, but it's the kind of thing that I don't think you've seen this much motion and articulation. Susie in, Dieter is one of in the, the comedy. Like mm-hmm. she. Her and her team did an amazing job on this. And I think, too, it's a real difference that Marge is an underserved character so often. And she still will be in season seven and eight as well. But for production season seven to begin with a Marge scene and her getting all the lines, it is her being a homemaker. But it's showing that she's great at being a homemaker. And and it's also, unlike, say, in the Stampy episode... The joke isn't that she's being taken advantage of or overlooked and that no one appreciates her. The kids love her. They appreciate all the work she's doing. Even going to the dump to get a bunch of newspapers, even though some men have mental problems. Can I talk (laughs) about how you might not know how the scene is dated, Mm -hmm. but it made me think of it. Having traveled back to Florida. No. Car keys. You guys oh. have probably haven't had a car in about a I decade, and neither have I. Decade, no. But I go back to Florida and like, uh, can you hand me my keys? Like, I don't see any keys. Uh, what are keys? And keys now are like fobs. Oh. It's like a Star Trek phaser. They hand. And it you. all happened like while we were in San Francisco and not driving. And like wow. every time we rent a car, every time I had to rent a car, like how? So I just hit a button it, <laughs> keys don't exist is what i'm saying and you might not even know that you come off as like some aboriginal person i have to tell people like, in florida can you open the car like i don't know how i've never <laughs> had a car with keyless entry in my life though as a kid i was surprised marge didn't have ziploc bags like in my lunch bags i always had ziploc bags on my sandwiches and Only stuff the best but, for our hanky but, but too poor for that hanky. <laughs> i know you can't afford a ziploc jeez <laughs> and i did like that this episode I, I like it when they show how poor the Simpsons are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never heard of Melba Fi. I've never, I've never had Melba toast before. Like, why would you have twice cooked toast? Toast is You've never crunchy had, like, as it is. It's always in like Chex Mix and stuff like that. Those little tiny squares. Oh, oh I hate those, those things. Officially, okay. Those are like tiny Melba. Stale toast. rye bread. Yeah. 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 They but, are. Yeah. Stale rye bread. 
But she gives it to Maggie. I didn't realize it was a thing you gave infants, teething infants at the time. You do. That was, but, uh, and do also, your research. I like the little karate chop Maggie gives it. It's very cute. <laughs> very, very cute. And uh, right after she's been found guilty of shooting a That's man. That's a good but, point uh, because this episode has some of the funniest Maggie bits maybe yeah, ever. Oh, there's great I, stuff yeah. in here for Maggie, too. Uh, and also the newspaper about Ted Kennedy. America loves What's Ted What does that Kennedy. mean? Well, it shows how dated it was that... Ted Kennedy is could not lose an election in Massachusetts, but he could never be on a presidential level after the 1968 Chappaquiddick incident, where I uh, drove my car in a lake. Yes, and with a woman in it. <laughs> with a woman in it, she drowned, and his stance was that he failed. All he did was fail to tell the police in time. Not that he thought he could get away with murder. And he said, did nothing untoward okay. with this woman. And yeah, it wasn't drunk driving and it wasn't his fault. Ted Kennedy never lost an election. Was yeah. this like in the, in the immediate a afterglow? Kennedy is not going to lose an election in Massachusetts. Because I found the joke confusing because it didn't seem dated at all. He, because... was, he was really a walking joke at this point, though, in yes. terms of like what to point to when you want to point out a bad Democrat. Like, look You're at right. that fat idiot drunk. Look at him yeah. with his big head. Yeah, I big think head, Ted. There were 18 different Ted Kennedy jokes on the critic. On the critic. Yeah. And pretty much okay. most Quimby jokes are Ted Kennedy. Kennedy jokes, He's, yeah, because he lived unlike the rest of them who died before <laughs> their scandals could. In, he lived long them. enough to die of cancer. Exactly. Yeah, but he'd be he'd be alive another like ten years after this. But joke. still, always elected. That's why the joke mm. confuses me because it. I well, forgot. I, I remember the Chappaquiddick thing. I just I can't I remember when that not going to lose in Massachusetts. That was a sixties like, or yeah, sixty yeah, eight. Sixty eight was Chappaquiddick. Yeah. It's why. He would have been the next president had it not been for Chappaquiddick, probably. So, so, yeah, uh, so Homer test drives a very fancy car. Yes. <laughs> a train. Now that we're alone, Papa Bear has a little honey for his mama bear. <laughs> Good for a three-hour getaway at the Mingled Waters Health Spa. Mineral bath, facial massage. How did you afford these? Oh, never you mind. What advantages does this motor car have over, say, a train? Which I could also afford. Well, you'll notice how the heated gas pedal warms your feet well. Gladly <laughs> massages your buttocks. Oh. Well, Count Homer, shall we discuss the... No, we shan't. Yoink! <laughs> In a very subtle way, I feel like Oakley and Weinstein are also resetting the budget of The Simpsons. They're they're now like lower class people. Mm-hmm. This is the best Homer can treat Marge to is a a free three hour session at a spa that he gets you know stolen in stolen. a way. Still admire the sweetness. Of it. It's very sweet. Going yeah, out of his way. it's a more realistic portrayal. It's like a very season three Simpsons. They're back to their very limited budget and limited means. Something we should all do for our significant other. I believe I test drove a Kia <laughs> to get a free Lord of the Rings DVD because that was a campaign <laughs> which you can still find commercials for. The official car of Gandalf. And I did pretty much... We found out we were in college and we were, we would skip school. You can you are allowed to test drive any car you want, no matter how expensive. Mm. And just ask. You can always do it. I, I imagine they have the right to refuse any customer. Probably, but it's like we had no... We weren't going to buy a Corvette, but we but drove I, it. But yeah. I also see that joke as uh, kind of in contrast to a Merkin-era joke in that that's a scheme Homer's done in other ones too, but... Homer would have had a more involved costume. He might have vanished. There might have been more cartoony stuff instead. 
All Omer did was put on a monocle <laughs> and sit in the car, and then you just see him run out of the car. And again, the, the monocle like, spin is such an awesome touch. I do love the animation on the monocle He's spin. putting on a voice for the benefit of no one. This man doesn't know who he is either. <laughs> and that guy deserved to be tricked if he thought he was Count Homer. <laughs> Count Homer. <laughs> and whenever I'm... Whenever I am shown something at a fancy place, I think it's too fancy for me, and I'm like, why am I buying stuff here? I definitely think in the Homer way, like, which I could also afford. <laughs> why would I buy this expensive jacket if not uh, for a, another jacket, which I could also afford? Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's one of my most said lines. But again, Homer appreciates Marge. He says, you work yourself stupid for this family. Yeah, he didn't even fuck up. It's just like a sincere appreciation of Marge. <laughs> like, he got thirst stealing in a way, but still, it's sincere. This is not the angry monster, food monster that we've seen Homer is. And he's also had his IQ turned up a little bit because that plan actually worked. So I also love a scene when Marge and Abe interact too. And, they, mm. and, all the little things that have to go wrong for them to lose the kids. Like, first off, that, like, Marge is a good mother, but she didn't take out the trash yet. She didn't do the dishes because she was doing breakfast for the kids. But, but I mean, one day she took for herself. Yep. That's grandpa's fault. Leaving a demented old man in charge is a sign of some negligence. Like, <laughs> That's this, true. this crazy old man will take care of things. By this point, they should know not to leave grandpa with Maggie. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not safe. And I've never had a spa day. Has anybody else had a spa day or gone to a spa? That'd be there, nice. It, it is, I get laughed at when I tell anybody not from San Francisco, mm-hmm. but I have gone to the bathhouse. To take advantage when my back is hurting and I didn't have health insurance, I would mm-hmm. go to the hot tubs, which you can rent for twenty five bucks an hour, and totally see how a lot of gay sex happened in here at one point. Mm. I had heard a funny story. <laughs> I <Black had> read, <laughs> I had read this article about a guy going to a spa where they their thing is like we scrub off all the dead skin cells on you. You'll be shocked how many dead skin cells there are on you. So stripped down completely, and then a very severe Asian woman like scrubs your ass hard all over your body and you're like the realization the guy had of like well i'm finally clean now but now i realize i am never clean after a shower and i'm disgusted with myself <laughs> oh my at all God. other times so yeah bart is gonna it's picture day which this also feels like a nice not just marge making breakfast or the lunch for the kids but also just school picture day is a nice observational regular life thing for the kids to go through and tighten those braids missy Hoist your flag, Dooley. Nelson, you look adorable. <laughs> I feel like punching myself. Bart, stop scratching. You're messing up your hair. Ah! Lice! How on earth does a boy get head lice in this day and age? We bought a wicker basket from Pier 1, and he was passed out inside. Hey, how come I get lice and nothing happens to Millhouse? <laughs> so cold. So very, very cold. Struck me uh, upon rewatching this. That's an outbreak joke, isn't it? Yes. I yeah, it so. is about a monkey. I mean, the monkey Maybe. is drawn to be the outbreak monkey, yeah, too. Yeah, and that's Frank Welker doing monkey voices. I don't think yep. Outbreak was out just yet. It was, the uh, trailers would have been out. Maybe. We did a Talking Critic where that was one of the... Um, dangerous that been dangerous monkeys were definitely in the news. The oh, no. I, disease. I brought it up in the news of Talking Simpsons oh. last year. <laughs> Dumb. Conflating all my stupid I podcasts just, I love the Edna animation of her hand. Like, ew. Lice when her hand shakes like that. The extra shaming of the child is something a teacher should never do. Like, who yes. gets lice? Who gets lice I, in I this age? I've never had lice. I wanted it so bad. There was an outbreak in our elementary school. I did have I, to go through lice checks at school. Yes. Just yeah, like spelling of those. Tests. And one day, like, all the kids got sent home, and there's like four kids left in every class. And I, Whoa. I just want to seem like such a big deal. Like, oh, it'd be so great to get out of 
<laughs> get out of elementary school four hours early. <laughs> but uh, there's other things about this reference. Well, so this line here, yeah. So Crazy. He calls out Pier 1 there, and that is how it is on the DVD and on the FXX app. Yeah, check Simpsons World. But on the syndicated version, you'll hear this. We bought a wicker basket from Trader Pete's, and it was passed out inside. What the hell? Wow, I didn't realize that, yeah. Yes, so Pier 1 got mad. Pier 1, which is a real store, or at least was a real store. I, I, do, I triple-checked. It miraculously still is. Unbelievable. So Pier 1 imports. They sell you, you know, crates and barrels. It's 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 a furniture store that's like faux fancy world-style furniture. things are constantly made out, of, made out of wicker. Yeah, and you'll get a wicker basket there. And so it, it is presumable you would buy a whisker, wicker basket at trade or at Pier 1 and maybe a monkey would be inside and then attack you. That, That is what it is. But Pier 1 got mad at that. So, in reruns and syndication, wow. they changed, They re-recorded the line with Millhouse to say Trader Pete. A fake store. A fake store. A, a not fake real store. store. But yeah. in re-releases of it, they then have put it back to Pier yeah. 1. In the UK, and I think all outside of America, since Pier 1 isn't a brand a outside of America, they didn't change the line. But yeah, you wouldn't believe... The work it took to find a streaming version yeah. of the syndicated version of the show to get I'm that beer. Oh my god! Beat. Nice job, Henry. I, you, the UK people should have their minds blown at this point. <laughs> yes. I don't think we have any comparable example of. A... Again, one more listen to that. Nothing. Here. We bought a wicker basket from Trader Pete, and he was passed out inside. Did you just tell that that the yeah. actor is in a different place yep. before. I gotta say, word of the wise, there's no comfortable, sorry, no furniture more uncomfortable than wicker furniture. Yep, sucks. Mm-hmm. My mom bought a wicker chair once, and it's like, not only does this hurt you, mm-hmm. it, it, it audibly protests when you sit in it, like, <laughs> no! Crack, crack, yeah, crack, like, crack, yeah. Yeah, it always reminds you of how good sitting inside is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had a Papasan chair I liked okay, which mm. is the kind of, like, uh, concave, like, Half shell. Not of a me. Thing, a, like... a good chair should audibly hide the fact that you're masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> Gotta have high armrests. The Simpsons will be right back. Jesus, we've had a good time on Talking Simpsons recently. Did you know that we had our first two ever live shows? Once on January 18th and another time on January 28th, both in San Francisco's SF Sketchfest. They were tons of fun, but do you want to hear them for yourself? Where you can a week early and ad-free on the Talking Simpsons Patreon at patreon.com slash talkingsimpsons. They'll also be available on the free feed very soon, but if you want them early and hear us talk to Dana Gould and also give our presentation on who the most pathetic man in Springfield is and what Homer's best jobs were. Why, you can hear it all on our recorded live shows that are available at patreon.com slash talking simpsons alongside a ton of other extras including our entire episode by episode deconstruction of the critic the entire first season of talking simpsons only available there our futurama xmas special and coming soon our futurama season one deconstruction as well will all be exclusively on the patreon do you see how much stuff you get just for five dollars a month and at ten dollars a month you get access to even more cool stuff including our monthly premium video content you can check all of that out and so much more patreon.com slash talking simpsons sure it's fun to wear a burlap sack but you know it's even better 
a Talking Simpsons t-shirt that you get at tiny.cc slash talking shirt. The Talking Simpsons t-shirt is a beautiful sky blue and designed in the style of Ion Springfield. And I saw tons of cool, cool folks wearing their Talking Simpsons t-shirt to our live show that we did on the 28th. It was so awesome to see everybody wearing their shirts. And I love to love you as much as I love the people who wore those shirts there. So you just got to go to shirtsickle.com and check it out or tiny.cc slash talking shirt. It starts at $19.99, comes in tons of different styles and ships somewhat internationally. So you might be able to get it even if you're not in North America. Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1987. For Kiefer Sutherland. Some people, they just seem to know exactly where they're going. Meg Ryan. You dragged me out here, and now you're saying, I don't know what you're saying. Road ahead seems to lead back home. Back to the promised land. (laughs) It's the end of January. Yeah. This is a Christmas movie. (laughs) Who fucked up that Uh, bad? uh, Yeah. And the only notable thing about this one is it's the first film produced out of the Sundance Film Festival. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's, cool. it's it's release date is eighty seven technically, but I guess it's hitting yeah, mainstream exactly. releases being dumped in nineteen early nineteen eighty eight. You know that Kiefer Sutherland around Christmas decorations oh, never goes yeah. well. <laughs> what does he say? That video's like, look what I'm about to do. I, like, <laughs> you're amazing, sir. I love you. <laughs> it's the best. Never stop doing. Any that. other person you'd be like, what an asshole. But him, you're like, that's yes, what an asshole. That was awesome. <laughs> Jack Bauer just said he was going to jump a Christmas tree, and he did in a hotel lobby. Um, Some guy. <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LaserTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the story behind Bart's lice. So they're fixing him for lice, but uh, Lisa also has some problems. See you in hell, you wingless bloodsuckers! <laughs> what kind of parents would permit such a lapse in scalpel hygiene? Uh-huh. Well, you'd better check out his sister. She could be ripe with them big steep. Hey, come on! Those are prescription shoes! I need them! You have cooties! You have cooties! No, I don't! Lisa Simpson, report to the principal's office for head lice inspection. <laughs> Ow! My tongue! <laughs> Principal Skinner, I need some shoes. Sweet Georgia Brown, something is rotten at the Simpson house. <laughs> love the way he triumphantly says head lice inspection. Head lice uh. inspection. And I love also the posing on the girls taunting her. It's just like the perfect look of like mean girls. Like and, I think uh, great reaction from Yardley Smith upon biting her tongue. Yeah, my tongue. And I uh, just perfectly captures just the intercom. Something I haven't had to deal with in twenty years, but oh, something you simultaneously desired to hear your name come over and feared all the same. So much anxiety. And of course, if you don't know what uh, Seymour's oh. exclamation is. 
You heard this in Crust uh, Homie the Clown. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Right, it's a friggin' ladder. <laughs> uh, I, it took, I was trying to Google that for a podcast a long time ago, and I could mm. not find Harlem Globetrotter's theme song, and it's Sweet Georgia, Georgia Brown. Yeah. So I just love that exclamation. Like, Sweet Georgia Brown. Mm. Also, another VD staple is his love of... Batman 66. Yes, yes. Wonderful. So Not when they overdone. call Child Protective Services, it is a... And just them racing out there, which... Was also seen in Doctor J when it was Doctor Krikorian, not Doctor oh, Krikorian. Right, the Deathmobile. The Deathmobile again, the Batman song and music, and then of course Adam West in Mister Plow. And that Same makes deal. sense because uh, Hank Azaria's Child Welfare Board character sounds a bit like Adam West. He gives very uh, Adam West style readings to things. He and the Adam West Beekeeper should hang out together. Oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, is. Two. Uh, You're right, yeah. Pause it for the Springfield crest that just says, not just another state. <laughs> yeah, That's their motto. the classic one. I wondered why the squirrel looks so bad. And I was like, oh yeah, it's the old design. It's from like That's season right. two. But it's also not Springfield. It's the whole state wherever mm-hmm. they are. Well, th- this will come up a little later, but the county of Springfield is under some contention. That's but, right. Uh, I just love this scene. I've also never been to a sauna. Have you guys ever been to a sauna? It just seems too hot. Yeah. No, been, it's uncomfortable. I hate it. I've been to one, but it was not like one with a bunch of people in it it was like mm-hmm. here's a room you get yeah. into it is unless, too, and it is too hot unless it's in pornography i don't want to see sauna i went to one in an old folks home and saw so many shrivel ball sacks yeah. man those old dudes they love just going in the nude this is so relaxing homie this was a wonderful idea <laughs> yeah if that mafia guy weren't staring at us i'd take <laughs> off my towel Oh, don't mind me. Look, I do it first. That's the last spoken performance of Don Vittorio. Right? Who is seen, he's seen other other places like with the mafia, but he never talks again. That's it. Because I have to, it has to be a reference to him because Mm -hmm. that's, of all the stereotypes around the mafia, do any of them involve a sauna? I mean, they, there's meetings in saunas in other films. Like, there's, it seems like a thing in old, in general, older men of no matter in Italian a place or where no Jewish bugs. background. Place yeah. where there's no bugs, remember, no guns. Yeah, remember in uh, Big Pussy was getting tested by uh, right. Polly Walnuts to be like, come on, take a schwitz with me. When it comes no, to No, my doctor says my uh, my condition can't do it right now. When it comes my, to backs, nobody knows anything. My theory <laughs> is the lip sync's a bit off on this scene. I bet the original uh, line was it was an old Jewish man in there, but they're huh. like, let's do a different stereotype. Ooh. Let's do a different... See, um, that's a theory I can get behind. Yeah. I like that, but also just that he, he just th- flings his dick out there. <laughs> you know, we're like, eh? I do it first. I do it the first. And I also love just the little glow on them to make them look yeah. kind of sweaty from the sauna. Yeah, they look like a beautiful. painting. Then there's a real weird, like, I never noticed that the, the headline about Poco, like 40 Trampled at Poco, there's a headline of 40 Trampled at Poco's concert. Concert, yeah. yes. That I never heard of Poco, that they're the unfamous members of Buffalo Springfield. They sang uh, Baby Come Back. Oh, okay. And this is a reference to a 1979 The Who concert in Cincinnati, Ohio, where improper admissions caused 11 people to die by trampling. Whoa. Yes. Okay, I do remember that. 
And the joke is, of course, no one is getting trampled at a Poco concert. No one is rushing. No one is killing people to get into a Poco concert. And you see that joke for maybe nine-tenths of a second. Mm -hmm. Ugly Weinstein, even more than their predecessors, were famous for staying late to make up every possible joke they could. But in this scene, I absolutely love how all of the minor problems pay off into major problems for these Child Protective Services people. Get ready, gamblers, for the World Series of Dog Racing. (laughs) (laughs) A disheveled and malnourished man found sleeping in his own filth seems confused and dehydrated. Where's the baby? Well, that's her, ain't it? (laughs) Kids love that water. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Stupid babies need the most attention. I love it. I love it. That's my favorite line of the entire episode. For me, it is. For me, it is. That's the joke. Not just the fact that they say that line, the fact that they thought the parents put a note on their baby that says, I'm a stupid baby. Yeah. Established earlier was a signed bar put on Lisa. Yes. And then they took it as earnest. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is a warning that this is a stupid baby and you need to be careful. <laughs> so in all of my bios, like on my gamer tag, mm-hmm. my that has always been my quote. And for no reason, I just love the line. It's great. And then I went to go be the community manager of big video game publisher. And I'm like, oh, I'll just pour it over my profile. And somebody had to point out to me, like, you can't manage a community and have your <laughs> your motto being stupid babies need the most attention. Dear Capcom, <laughs> I'm the father of a stupid baby. <laughs> no, I mean, that is like, you have to take care of a lot of stupid babies in community management. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> all the oh, the most. And they definitely need the most. They, do need they the require most the most attention. They don't need it. They demand it. They- this was the first time I really appreciated the line World Series of Dog Racing because mm. if you were branding it, you would call it the Kentucky Derby of Dog Racing. You wouldn't make up a second uh, other sport. That's great. You would say this is the Kentucky Derby of Dog Racing. A World Series of Dog Racing has no real, It's is. are they playing baseball? Like Maybe they're chasing baseballs. And that Abe, that Abe just doesn't even get it, that he's just like, kids love that water. That's like his parenting advice. <laughs> like, let the kids drink the dog water. It's fine. I, there's a cute little joke of the turn tape over gag i did like that but which is hella dated because mm. nobody would do that now they just be playing it off an mp3 it'd be an app yes everything's falling apart at the simpsons home where are your parents i don't know they should be here yes they should be here those parents better have a good <laughs> excuse oh, i love getting away from this dump mm, it's like i'm on some wonderful drug <laughs> <clears throat> What's going on here? Child welfare, ma'am. Here's a little bedtime reading. Mm. <laughs> Squalid hellhole. <laughs> Toilet paper hung in improper overhand fashion. Dogs mating on dining room table. Mm. <laughs> I agree so about the Pistol paper H thing. is fucking dogs all the time. In Bitches, place. please. Was she the fastest there? Mm, I don't she's know. The they maybe have gotten rid of she's the fastest by this point. But. My toilet paper holder in my bathroom, my current bathroom, is a vertical one, so it just sits on it that way. So there's oh, there's no proper way to flip the toilet interesting. paper. Interesting. Yeah, that wow. is. I don't I'm, I don't support vertical. this. I, I'm thinking outside the box. No, I'm yeah, wiping outside the go box. Go back to Russia. Bob. <laughs> just doing more work. Gravity could be helping you out. I don't That's know what true. you're thinking. Well, actually, I never. I kind of alternate between the two. I don't have a specific one, but every time I replace toilet paper i'm usually thinking of this line me too i, I don't use toilet paper at all i lie down in the shower like a, a knocked out victim in metal gear solid and open my <laughs> asshole into the shower head i mean uh, bidets, bidets. when i get that bidet the days are better man they they it, we should be white washing our butts after mm-hmm. every time like a paper 
Paper doesn't really do the job, guys. Nope. Take a full shower and change your clothes. <laughs> I got a man shit. Uh, yeah, so, but how does that, I would like to know in comments, like, are you an overhand or underhand? I think I normally prefer overhand. overhand. Come on, people. I, I do like the very unprofessional note, squalid hellhole on their government <laughs> yes. form. Squalid hellhole? Child welfare are being very, uh, very judgmental in this one. Why not pee-pee-soaked heckhole? <laughs> uh, so, yes, it sounds like the Simpsons kids are doomed. Oh, I love this. Now, just relax, kids. All we're doing is taking you to a foster home. <laughs> Yay! Hey, ho Welcome to your new home, Neglectorinos! <laughs> that was what my other name choice was. I didn't notice you had old painty can, Bob. Oh, that's okay. I, oh, I love that opening. This episode is one of the best versions of a first act completely unrelated to the second act. Mm. Because the premise of this episode is the Flanders raised the Simpsons, but you don't see that coming. Like you just hear, "Oh, foster home, what's it going to be?" Then immediately, no, it's the Flanders. Like, so two things about this: uh, Matt Groening on the commentary said he pitched the line "abuserinos," and the entire white writers' room groaned at him, and he still wants that line in the show. <laughs> Abuserinos is funny. The joke where they pull out of the Simpsons drive and right into the Flanders drive reminds me of a very similar joke. I'm not going to say they stole it, but on Strangers with Candy, when Jerry Blank went to live with Mister. Stephen Colbert to be mm. to, she, he was going to teach her how to play the the violin or the cello. Yeah, such a fucking good episode. He backs out from her driveway into it his is. in the house across the street. It's it's, it's even it's even better. Oh, it's even God. better just because it's live action. One. Yeah, oh, man. Well, there's also the great joke of them beating her up, it, putting a sack over her, beating her up, and putting her in a van, and then driving the van four feet to the back <laughs> oh, right. of the front of the store. It's a great joke. The Flanders being the foster family is great. Like the foster home thing is because like foster homes get a bad rap because it's the idea of like, well, they're not going to take care of your children. Like foster parents are horrible. Abuse happens at those all the mm-hmm. time. Like if you see a foster home in like a movie and in fiction, it's usually a horrible thing happens there. Like, but in real mm-hmm. life, it's where nice people take in possibly damaged children mm-hmm. to yep. take care of them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's one of the best ni- nicest representations of fosters is in the very gay show the fosters on Mm. abc family or whatever that channel's called now where it's about a lesbian couple that fosters a bunch of kids and one of the kids is becoming gay on the show we just we we totally miss choosing to be we grew up all of our entertainment had orphanages in them but i don't think Mm. they existed when we were this age Hmm. That's because of abortions, Chris. Ah, good. That's true. Good. Or, or putting the burden on individuals instead of uh, having a state run Yeah, no more, no more children who are just dropped off at an orf- at uh, a convent because they're. Be honest, as a kid, orphanages looked awesome. <laughs> I sleep in a room with twenty of my best friends. This rules. But as funny as these scenes are, I do think they kept track of the emotion in this. Like, you see Marge's totally. pain at losing her children. Like, I'm glad it... I won't let you! Like I'm glad it goes on as short as it does, because it's, like, convincing and real. It's pretty painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually makes it slightly less painful for them, knowing they're at the Flanders as opposed to some stranger's house or in some town they have no clue about. Like, the... Them being next door kind of removes some of the darkness to it. Like, yeah, and they don't make Ned a bad person. I think Maude is probably the worst person in this because she just wants God to punish the Simpsons. But Ned is like doing his best with what with what he has. I think. We love you. Uh, please don't hug me. It sickens me. I don't judge Homer and Marge. That's for a vengeful God to do. Mm-hmm. All we want to do is give your kids a good home until they get their act together. You don't understand. Mom and Dad take good care of us. That was a baby tooth. 
It was loose. Don't you worry, little girl. We'll get you some nice county dentures. Oh, county dentures. <laughs> and I love, I, I, you notice it even more in audio that Lisa just whistles twice there. I've never noticed that before. It's really so she falls out. But I just love that Ned, Ned and Maude going like, that's for a vengeful God to do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, it, mm-hmm. but it just that they, they accept, they are definitely judging Marge and Homer. They just are saying like, no, God's going to do that. But because they're definitely in the wrong, yeah. they will be judged. And we've seen the weird wholesomeness of the Flanders uh, living situation in, I believe, was it um, Lisa's first word where Bart goes to stay with yeah. them? Iron helps us play. <laughs> uh, and we're going to see a lot more of that in this episode. It's a big taste of it. And this also feels... All of these scenes at the Flanders house feel reminiscent of, like, my childhood. If you spent the night at someone else's home and you're like, well, my mom and dad don't do that or we don't do that at my house. Whether it's even weirder when they're extra religious. Growing up in the South, being at, oh, your family's religious. You know, I'm on board. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. a fan of God and the Bible. My parents (laughs) just don't ever take me to church unless grandma's in town. Mm -hmm. But it's surreal because I, I had a lot of friends like that and I got involved with a lot of churches. Uh, via sleepovers like this, but it's, it does seem weird now, and I don't know any of my friends' children who like go to church or anything. I like would, that. Di- I, I don't have children, but I feel like mm. I would be mad if my child was taken to church by it, someone who. By I a remember they, they made they made that me call my parents and ask head, permission. Man. Like, yeah, that was mm. that was something I experienced on Twitter where people were talking about this is not a, a gross generalization of mm. white people, but stuff that white parents did that other parents maybe don't do mm-hmm. that was shocking to non-white people. Like what. Your your friends' parents just took you to their church yeah. without asking your parents, or like they they were about to have dinner, so they sent you home. That's weird. It's like <laughs> I guess this is a white family thing. I was trying to trying to drive over the holiday break through a nativity scene that wasn't there, and then I realized, oh, if you wanted to play basketball or be in Boy Scouts, you spent time in church growing mm-hmm. up in Florida. You just did. And it was your access. And so all the stuff Rod and Todd say and the things in their house are like, it, it's just weird pangs of memories. Because I did <laughs> kind of grow up with that minutia around me everywhere but my house. And I do like this little exchange between Homer and Abe, which just lets get <laughs> Abe out of, out of being very, very bad for the family here. We leave you to kids for three hours and the county takes them away? Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> Off uh, to the retirement castle. Yeah, I mean, he has reason to hate the family, too. It's like, oh, you only use me as a babysitter? Like, fuck you. Like, I can see Abe thinking that way. Yeah. Or also, Abe just doesn't care. Then Homer strangles a houseplant just because he's mad the houseplant died on him. But it's also, I like in that scene, too, Homer takes the blame of, like, Marge tries to say this is all my fault. Like, Homer's like, no, 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 I'm worse than you. Which, cut to Homer just four episodes earlier in Lemon of Troy saying... If it's anybody's fault, it's that time you let him wear bathing suit instead yeah, underwear. That's right. And let's not forget that speech. <laughs> he held madness. He was blaming her a ton. That's true. There, this, this is a time. much much softer Homer, much nicer Homer. Mm-hmm. I agree. And here's another line I say all the time. <laughs> go with it. Here you go, Todd. The city edition. Bert, I don't know if this should be an extra. Is your source on this reliable? Oh, I hate this place. Yeah, it seems like our house, but everything's got a creepy Pat Boonish quality to it. Hey, kids, nachos, Flanders style. That's cucumbers with cottage cheese. I think uh, Henry and I, when we worked in a squalid hellhole together, Mm -hmm. we would go back and forth with those lines at least once or twice. Oh, yeah. On Slack or something. uh, I would, well, 
in many working situations, when somebody would ask me to to approve doing with something, go with I would it. always say, "Go with it." <laughs> I just love that. It's such a nice way of approving something. Like, go with it. Uh, that that Pat Boone comment is a little too old for Leith coming out of Lisa's mouth, but I like it. I mean, at, at best, I would say Pat Boone wrote sock hop music. It's like yeah. the, it's sort of like Lawrence Welkie, super white, super wholesome music. I tried to find a clip of Pat Boone. The most recent one I saw, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw a clip of him on Fox News oh, before God. Trump was elected. Oh, and they and Pat Boone is a Trump supporter. It might surprise no. you. And they're like, Mr. Boone, uh, Trump says he wants abortions. He doesn't, he doesn't hate all foreign people. And Pat Boone's like, well, you know, he's just getting used to this politics thing. Let's give him a chance. Oh, like, God. he'll learn to be racist. He'll learn to hate oh, foreigners. God. And you know what? He did. <laughs> he sure did, man. But Pat Boone God was, bless America. He was an easy go-to punchline for fuddy-duddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, and rightly so. Very sweatery, and, and so, very loafers So much so, by the time I, I was like cognizant enough to like look at shit around me, there would be jokes like, that's like Pat Boone doing heavy metal. So I think he leaned into that later in his career and started covering heavy in metal In our songs. childhood, yes, yes. He did do that. But he was also famous as like, the punchline I saw him was, of him was that Little Richard's big hit song... Mm-hmm. He did the cover of it in the 50s, and it was just to show, like, this is how racism worked then. That they're like, well, we can't play Little Richard on the radio. He's too black. So we have to get the whitest guy ever to tone down this sexiness and make it much more like defanged. People will drive off the road in a sex fury if they hear that music. If they hear that, they'll start lighting up a jazz cigarette right there. Tootie fruity, all rooty. I have to say, I nachos Flanders style sounds disgusting. Ugh, I, yeah. I will cheese. eat wintergreen ice milk if it's real. It sounds Ugh. pretty tasty. I would have that. I would have that. ice milk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's more of the Gen X viewers type thing. Which, oh yeah. Honestly, we need another Vietnam to thin out. <laughs> Now, Flanders wants to soften things for Bart, and so he offers to let him watch whatever he wants. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> My only son. <laughs> Daddy, what's the red stuff coming out of Kitty's ears? Uh, that's uh, just raspberry jam. Dad, should I pull? With a sharp thing like the mouse did? No, son. <laughs> no, sorry, Bob. It's funny that not—I mean, not only does the itchy and scratchy cartoon relate to the situation, it's also inappropriately maudlin and dark. Yes. It just ends yeah. with "My only son." Yeah, we never had scenes like that before. But also, like the cartoon complainy pants. This is like visualizing what people accuse cartoons of causing children to say. Whereas you grew up with cartoons that would never occur. Should I do what Bugs Bunny does? No. I saw that reading more as like, if you protect kids from this Mm -hmm. kind of imagery, they won't know how to handle it. Mm. So they'll they'll want to imitate it if they see it. They'll never grow up to love RoboCop. (laughs) They protected Todd for so long that once he finally sees it, it breaks him or exposes him to something that he wasn't ready for. They get a lot of, there has been a number of Todd jokes like that before. Just like, if you give Todd a little bit of the sin, he's never allowed. That's right, the sugar. I don't want any damn vegetables. (laughs) Exactly. So him, uh, him reacting to the stabbing with like, I should stab people. It was something too that I didn't get until they mentioned on the commentary that this was the first time itchy, did a, a crime on top of murdering Scratchy. That's he right. stole his TV. That's right. Oh, my God. So he didn't even do the trick to 
just kill Scratchy. He did it to steal his television. <laughs> and we also have the return of the chick on the bench, as we saw in Sideshow yes. Bob Roberts, who was the pre-Constance Harm female oh, judge. Yeah. I love the sequence. We've always tried to be good parents. Please, I'm begging you, one mother to another. You must have a family. No, I don't care for children. No, wait a minute. Okay, I'm not going to win father of the year. In fact, I'm probably the last guy in the world who should have kids. Wait, wait, can I start again? Fathering children is the best part of my day. I'd do anything for Bart and Lisa. And, uh, Margaret? Oh, lady, you got the wrong file. <laughs> oh, Maggie. I got nothing against Maggie. I can see you sincerely want your children back, but you have a lot to learn about being parents. Before I can return your children, you'll have to complete a course called Family Skills. It teaches parents to listen to their... Communication, gotcha. But it's important to... Listen, yes, I know. But there's more to it than... I have listening skills. Mr. Simpson, would you please... Shut up, Judge! (laughs) I love that. I love that. Shut up, Judge! This and... Denied are my favorite courtroom moments ever. That shut up thing, I feel, is a a leftover from the Merkin era, where you just end a scene with someone saying shut up. up. It's not clever. It's it's barely funny, but it's just so blunt it makes you laugh. I just love... Kiss my butt. Homer needs so much from that judge. Yeah. Instead, he's going like he should be found in contempt for that. Mm-hmm. And though that joke there, and also the constant harms joke, now that I know that family court is a thing that a divorced man really hate, I now see these characters as kind of like a parody of the mean women who force men to pay child support. Mm-hmm. In is that? Court. But that, that's the only explanation I can think of. Why isn't what, what's his name? The judge there. Oh, that, that's Snyder. Yeah, well, that Snyder, it's usually a woman in That they're somehow establishing court. this is a different... They need to establish this is a different kind of court. There's well, I mean, Mart's making a plea like, you must be a mother because she's a woman. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's why they have the woman judge okay. in. all right, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, though, I mean, traditionally in family court, which constant harm is such a characterization of that, it's something Hollywood writers got very in contact with the more they got divorced and had children. I recommend Mike Thernovich if you want to learn more about family court. Thernovich. <laughs> He's got the gorilla mindset. There's also a scene, a little cut to a Schwarzwelder statue in front of the courthouse. Oh, right. And that was actually a fuck up by them and Simpsons nerds. What? They thought Simpsons Springfield is in Schwarzwelder County. It is not. So you're right. It is in Springfield County. This was revealed in Dog of Death. On when, the like dotted line map. On the dotted yeah. line map. It is next to Schwarzwelder County, but they remembered it as being Schwarzwelder County. So in front of the Schwarzwelder County courthouse is a statue of General Schwarzwelder named after the Simpsons. I prefer to be in Schwarzwelder and, County. And got, I think it's funnier that way. I don't think we'd ever heard Maggie's name was Margaret. Mm. I don't know if that's always the I case. I think that is the first. I yeah. don't think so. And It's another runner where from the very beginning of the show, Homer forgets Maggie exists. Uh, uh, later in the show, uh, he wishes he had something to miss about her. So like <laughs> Maggie's very much a non-entity in Homer's world still. And it's great that they then cut to Ned playing with her, which I gotta say, his peekaboo looked pretty fun. Yeah. Like, he's wiggling his mustache like... Again, big credit to Susie Dieter and the animation team. Like, he didn't need to wiggle his mustache at the Peekaboo ICU, but it should look fun. That should be like, oh, Ned's good with babies, too. Yeah, even though Bart and Lisa are weirded out by the changes, Maggie is adapting very well. Yes, I also love them being grossed out at honey on pancakes. I've never had honey on pancakes. (laughs) Jam I've had on pancakes, not honey. And same with news. The Newsweek instead of nothing line is great because it should be Newsweek instead of time. At the time... It would seems like, well, you had one of those two weekly magazines that were the most read in America, Time Magazine or Newsweek. Now no one reads anything. <laughs> but, 
That's true. But the joke was that at The Simpsons, they don't read anything either. But you're supposed to think Lisa's going to say they read Newsweek instead of Time here. Homer did read US of A today. That's number true. two is number one. And also, he loved reading Digest. That's true. And, but I, I think that's when he stops. If he has to pay for a periodical, then he won't like it. I also think Maude's character is very well th- summed up in wanting unflavored ice milk. <laughs> I think that's very <laughs> Unflavored much, for me. Unflavored for me. This episode did make me miss Maude. Mm. I miss that. But uh, meanwhile, the Simpsons are in family skills class. Mrs. Skinner, why are you here? The county is threatening to take my Seymour away. Oh, we had another fight over the inflatable bath pillow. I kept screeching and screeching at him, but... All right, very good. <laughs> now, who knows how the Skinners could have resolved this problem uh, without resorting to violence or childish name-calling? Anybody? Okay, that's okay, March, because making a happy home isn't like flipping on a light switch. The light switch. <laughs> there are a lot of little tricks to it, things you should have learned a long time ago, such as... If you leave milk out, it can go sour. Put it in the refrigerator or, failing that, a cool, wet sack. (laughs) And put your garbage in a garbage can, people. I can't stress that enough. Don't just throw it out the window. This is so humiliating. Garbage in garbage can. Hmm, makes sense. Congrats to the Foley artist who convincingly made the sound of people raising and lowering their hands. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about that, like, wow. That's the, a sound effect. The last guy to lower his hand is the boss fight in the Simpsons arcade game guy. That, <laughs> yes. Like, you never oh, see him again. Okay. They had to dig deep for more white trash <laughs> designs in this. Like, wow. Flub should be Cletus's best buddy, too. I, I wish lo- they'd have brought yeah. that I love guy. Flub. Duh, Light Switch is my third favorite line Duh. from the show. <laughs> if you've ever watched me game stream and I'm overlooking something, <laughs> Duh, Light Switch is, is my I, face palm. I think of the line, cool wet sack and garbage cool in the garbage sack. can, whenever I'm, I'm talking to people who should know what they're doing but don't it's like how how stupid do i need to be to explain this to you or failing that a yeah. cool wet sack like it's so like you're crazy. you're too poor and stupid to have electricity so find a wet sack keep your milk in and also as a callback to just the re- fairly recent springfield connection yes skinners the skinners are still having fights over that bath pillow we quarreled <laughs> we I can't believe that's that's the one thread that this, that Skinner gets. Yep. Vietnam and a bath pillow. We are edging closer to like modern Agnes. Like mm-hmm. she's still her voice is still too nice. She, we right. heard that she was screeching, but she's yeah. still too much storybook grandma voice. Though they also, I guess, they were afraid that it wasn't obvious who she was a yeah. parent of, so she had to hold up the photograph of Skinner. Just so you know, like trying to take my Seymour away. I think they they weren't counting on the nerds to be nerdy enough in the viewership to know. Uh, then they sing Sunny and Shares "We Got You, Aww. Babe" to mm-hmm. him, which is really cute. It's a very cute version. Almost seems too current for Ned. And it's but the, the second best version, right after Share and Beavis and Butthead. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if all that's true. You got me, Butthead. I got you. <laughs> Whoa. Or the classic share sunny reunion on David Letterman, which mm. we talked a ton about on the David Letterman special of Laser oh, yeah. Time. I also love like Marge's humiliation. It kind of reminded me of what I thought would be on the other side. I've never, I've never gotten a DUI, so I haven't had to take the classes you have to take when you're. Mm-hmm. I only took the classes once that you take to get your driver's license as a kid. Mm-hmm. But when I took those, there's at least two older people in there that I later realized like. 
oh, you got your license suspended and you're having to take these classes with children. And whenever I think of their humiliation in that, I think of how Marge goes, this is so humiliating. (laughs) I'm just like, I shouldn't be in this class. Like, I'm not this bad. Uh, But uh, Homer Homer and Marge are seeing the pain that they have to go through, but they got to do it. I don't love saxophone. I don't think it's particularly funny. But the opening quote of him singing into the saxophone is pretty cute. I knew a guy guy who was dating my girlfriend's roommate. Beautiful man. Not a lot going on upstairs. He found two things in the world funny. (laughs) Jim Carrey's reaction to black babies and me, myself, and Irene. We just watched that scene over and over again in saxophone. (laughs) <laughs> only the only that scene is like he's like oh the Simpsons saxophone like what like that's all you know all he liked about it ever saxophone I know it's a comedy classic and we've all seen it a thousand times but what is that scene I've never seen this movie like, uh, Jim Carrey's wife gives babies. birth to three black oh, children okay. and the joke is that he can't possibly be the father and... but he has to pretend he is the father okay. and just and he says wow like, like nine times like, yeah it's like wow <laughs> and he raises those kids all of which grow up to be giant black men who treat him as a father and it's really sweet actually like Let's Anthony see. Anderson is the only of the famous of kids I recall the father but. is the little person from Bad Sam oh that's right mm-hmm. yes yeah Me, Myself and Irene is not a bad movie it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good movie but anyway the I also like that compared to previous seasons this act break ends on real emotion of them missing their kids and getting yeah. the uh, the letter from them I like Homer's disappointment at the Todd Smells headline I already know that that. I didn't know that. And I also like the bit of like, I wish there was something I knew about the baby I could miss. Yeah. And then the way, though, I took it as another joke of Marge saying, you mean Maggie? And Homer goes, yeah. Like, the one thing he knows now, like, oh yeah, it's Maggie. Yeah. Now I remember something that I can miss. Like, oh, uh, it's beautiful. So Homer, this was almost my line of the show. And this oh. is also a very historic moment yes. in the shows too. Okay, let's see if we've learned anything. I want you two to simulate a typical household problem. Go. Papa, I cut myself on the screen door again. Why are you cotton picking? No, I gotta pass this class for my kids. Son, let's stop the fussing and the feuding. I love you, Pa! I love you, Cletus! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And yes, Cletus, for the first time we hear his name, although he sounds even more inbred in this one. I kept myself on the screen. If you think of modern Cletus against, uh, hey, Mo, look at that point. Oh, I'm Cletus. Like, it's such a different characterization. They say it on the commentary that he forgot how to do his Cletus. (laughs) He hadn't done it in a little bit. This this sequence made me Google too many things. Because another thing that Simpsons has given to us is the shorthand for any redneck Mm. being Cletus. And I was like, that can't be. There's got to be some other basis for his name. And I'm guessing it's Cletus Hogg, Boss Hogg's uh, familiar on on Dukes of Hazzard. Because other than that, there aren't rednecky Cletuses. There are are athletes and liberal politicians and Macedonian leaders. Cletus has no basis as a redneck other than like Boss Hogg Jr. or Cletus Spunkler? Spuckler. Spuckler. I don't know when that came along, but it was probably like eight or nine, maybe. Probably took yeah, another couple yeah. of years. But in the, <laughs> uh, in, he'd always been slack jawed yokel in the scripts, just like how Snake had always been Jailbird. Mm-hmm. And so that's why later in this season, mm-hmm. it'll be Cletus the slack jawed yokel, just to marry together the ideas, yep. like to keep his name Did the same. Anybody else bother to look up the derivation of cotton picking? No, because the, the the phrase reads 
differently <laughs> now. Uh, uh, but uh, yes, so you're okay. Go ahead. When Homer <laughs> says it, it just sounds like a Looney Tunes. Like yes, cotton picking rats are fast yeah. farming. Some of my research, Bugs Bunny helped popular popularize the term because it definitely had a shitload of racial connotations. Oh, I would sure. think picking cotton has a certain <laughs> context in America, but not yeah. hey, not, anyone can pick cotton. Yeah, yeah, like yes. I, something. I, I it made me remember this thing. I think you know the South did to children to help mm. realize the horrors of slavery. You, we would have to go pick cotton. Oh. And it was fucking hard as shit. And it hurts that. like a motherfucker. And it takes for fucking ever. And you have to bend down. And it, it hurt like it hurts to the planter will hurt you. It's got thorns on it. It sucks. Yeah. And and so they would make us do that. Like uh, I think once in, in elementary school, all the kids had to go pick cotton. Uh, but I, I think it did become in movies synonymous for hard worker or low like uh, like hard work. If you're well, if you're in the field, if you are a lesser skilled hand. Like anybody can pick cotton. It's just yeah, it's it definitely just, it's a lower weird. class connotation and, too. And this year, it just it just like I wish Homer had picked a different word choice because it's not so much yeah. synonymous with rustic <laughs> living to me. I, I I always took it as just Looney Tunes swearing, mm-hmm. like of just which perhaps like Mel Blanc meant something different. Maybe they'll yeah. replace that with Razafracken. Yeah, Razafracken. But so. just the. The interaction between Cletus and Homer is yeah. so great that Cletus is very much into as well as like, yeah, I'm your son. Like, cut my thief on the screen, don't. And the way he like puts his finger on yeah. his knee, it's just it, it becomes so boy. sexual. They just like the second he's like, I love you, Paul. They just hug each other. It's a beautiful, stupid it's, scene. It's weird parenting that Homer wants to abuse Cletus for hurting himself. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a very strange scene. So I want to talk about bombardment. A Bible I'm, question. I've never played Bombardment. In Bombardment my life. is a dodgeball style game, which is why they're excited. Like, yeah, we're going to play something cool at the Flanders uh, house. Oh. And a Bible questions is like, oh, now it's a trivia game. So this is super uh, personal to me because as a secular nine year old, I walk into a Catholic school and they're like, oh, we all know this stuff, right? Like, I don't know any of these prayers. It felt insane. Like, yeah. You have- that huge book, you have passages memorized. Yeah, exactly. And you know where they are. And you know the difference between all these scriptures. You know all of these songs offhand. No one bothered to sit me down and teach me any of this. I'd be like, I'm just going to mouth along to our father. Eventually, after a few years, I figured it out. But <laughs> this episode, probably because John Vitti, based on his name, grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. the Flanders are suddenly super Catholic. It doesn't oh. make any sense because, of course, uh, Ned goes to the church. Reverend Lovejoy has a wife. Mm-hmm. They're clearly some sort of Protestant that's never defined. <sighs> but there's a lot of Catholicism in this episode, including a baptism, which does happen in other religions. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more Catholicism wrapped up in these scenes. So they are choosing a Bible to use for the Bible trivia game. And they choose the Vulgate of St. Jerome. Ooh. That was the Catholic Bible, the Latin Catholic Bible. That was the standard Bible. There was a conference of Catholics called Vatican II in the 60s, which determined we need to modernize Catholicism because people are falling behind. We Mm. must use an English language Bible. So that was the last time they modernized Catholicism. So Flanders is using a Latin Latin language Bible for this for this trivia game. Wow. Well, that's (laughs) I only know about Vatican II because I'd heard about it with relationship to Mel Gibson when they talked about how like how old school his Catholic Catholicism was that his family was one of the families that like, no, fuck this. We're not leaving Vatican II. We don't respect that. Like, we do it in Latin. We're right. all old school. Say, feel free to hate Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. But if you want to know why he got that way, Google 
interviews with his father. Oh, his father. A horrible nightmare of a human yeah. being. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Catholicism, Chris, I think you were baptized. I got correct? dunked. I was baptized as well. No way. And Got other me. religions do do it, but I think Vidi had Catholicism on the brain when this happened because of just sort of setting up like Ned is Catholic to the Simpsons Protestants and like why would they be offended by them being baptized? I mean, they are they go to the same church. Yeah, they all go to the same church. They worship the church. same God. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what? Yeah, this, this does foist Catholicism upon Ned when he really is... Such a Protestant, like, I think he actually has anti-Catholic jokes in some later episodes. Yeah, and it's like, as a Catholic kid growing up, uh, or as a kid who went to a Catholic school growing up, I I assume the Simpsons were Catholic, despite Mm. the Revelin Lovejoy thing, until Marge, one episode, says, no one's going Catholic, three kids is enough. Which is like, (laughs) oh, they're not Catholic, I get it. But yeah, that always confused me, and in case you're wondering, the three references Ned uh, pulls up at the end, like, you don't know these things? Mm. The joke is that they're all fake, but they sound so convincing. Fake Jews. Yeah. (laughs) The bridal freeze, the bridal, I can't even say the Sebruha Deridad or whatever? Yeah. Uh, There's such funny names. Well, we'll hear it in a second. Oh, okay, I didn't know you had a clip. Well? I know! No, son, we gotta let Bart and Lisa get one. Come on, this one's easy. We give up. Well, guess. Book of Revelations, fire-breathing lion's head, tail made out of snakes. Who else is it gonna be? Jesus. 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 Don't you kids know anything? The serpent of Rehoboam? The well of Zohassadar? The bridal feast of Beth Chedruharazeb? Wait, that's the kind of thing you should start learning at baptism. Um, actually, you see... Mm-hmm. We are never baptized. Nettie? 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 No, that ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I want to say, like, the Simpsons are just, like, they never define what Christianity they are, but it yeah. feels like they're more, like, Lutheran or Episcopalian Methodist. or Methodist. or Definitely I, not Southern Baptist. Yeah, but, but like, uh, I grew up in, like, mega-Catholic world in mm. my, my neck of the woods, so, like, all of this stuff really spoke to me that was only really in this episode. Well, th- okay. I do know that Rehoboam is a place in Israel. Yeah. In, Did in, anybody else look up the Bible quote on the wall? Uh, no. There's a, there's a Bible quote when he calls Reverend Lovejoy that's in the back. One, C-O-R-6-9-11. I thought it would be like a license plate fucking Pixar reference. Oh, Corinthians. Or as the president would say, one Corinthians. Because <laughs> um, he knows his Bible. Oh, um, he knows it so well. It's his favorite book. And mm-hmm. I looked up the quotes, and I find this a much more bizarre joke now, unless it's totally random. And maybe maybe I got my research wrong. Should have what are the verses? It. it was one Corinthians. Six to nine. Oh, man. No, six, six, nine, two through 11. I forget how this all okay. works. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, ten, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor slanderers, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, uh, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the spirit of fire God. It sounds like a reference to baptism? It or is. That washing, oh. but it's it's yeah. one of baptism. three specific controversial pa- passages in the Bible that make reference to homosexuality. Ah, I see. And, and that's, that's why I was like, Ugh. I, I don't think people were talking about them. The other one being Leviticus, which is popular men lying down with another man. That's a book but, of rules for like desert. People. I'm not here to shit Leviticus on Leviticus. Is a shitty book. I'm yeah. not here to shit on your religion. L- 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 passage, the passage, the best explanation I saw of this, especially defend. Def- I'm defending the Bible against people oh, who would call okay. it anti-gay. Hmm. So 
we keep that in mind. Mm. Leviticus is a passage about hygiene. The, yes. the parts about man lying down with other men is in a passage with leprosy and menstruation. Mm. And it refers to how you treat patients or hospital visits. Yeah, and it's like none of the science is very sound being yes. <laughs> when it was written. It's like, if a woman is menstruating, make her live on a rock. So Leviticus we, is also full of rules of how to own slaves yeah. as well. Like so. And the, this this passage specifically, because I didn't know about this till a couple of years ago, mm. men who have sex with men is a direct reference to the hedonism of the Romans. Mm, okay. Because homosexuality was not a sin, not a bad thing, but it defined the aristocracy who was oppressing pretty much everybody else. That's just an example of like one of the hedonistic so things. Corinthians, is it New Testament? Or Fuck if I know. That's okay. New Testament, bros. Okay. But New Testament. It's just what I'm also trying to point out, the Bible doesn't hate gays. Odds are your church does. Yeah, and well, I mean... The Bible is just vague enough. You can mean it to mean. You anything. can make that mean anything, but like this, this is who they're talking about: the sexually immoral, the people having mm-hmm. sex with fucking children, which mm-hmm. that's what they were doing. The idolaters building all these idols of different gods. Mm-hmm. That's who they're referring to. Okay, sorry, I just. I, but yeah, I, no, I mean all this stuff, like yeah, sla- like slavery, uh, all these horrible things were supported by the Bi- by readings of the Bible. The, like it's a yes, book. The few of you who aren't dead are not allowed to use the Bible as an excuse to oppress. <laughs> Or uh, yeah, gay people. That's not happening anymore. All right, but so yes, this is this is another thing they brought back in their seasons, like the panicky call from Ned to Rev Lovejoy, which we really hadn't right. seen in seasons five and six. It's the first appearance of Lovejoy's trains. Like, I the believe train it is. Yes. Yeah, I love <laughs> which, it. I love it. Both of these would pay off into the Listen Lady episode, which Ooh. always gets overshadowed by Mister Sparkle from the same episode. Cheapers ain't crackers. <laughs> I better call a reverend. Ned Flanders is on the phone. Uh, hello, Ned. Reverend, emergency. I, you see, Simpson kids. Italy. Yeah. I, I, I baptism. Italy. Uh, doodly doodly. Ned, <laughs> have you thought about one of the other major religions? They're, they're all pretty much the same. <laughs> oh, damn Flanders. Looks like I'm going to have to baptize you myself. <laughs> <laughs> so great I want that on my soundboard Hallelujah. so bad <laughs> yes oh, probably stepped on a worm my fourth favorite scene in the whole thing yeah it's like when he's freaking out on the boat Remember yeah it is very just that he can't and also the Jeep, well, Jeepers H. Crackers. I love it. Like, I love oh, it. It's so great. I think I've said that a lot of times, No, too. it made me notice when he, whenever the Simpsons, the Bart and Lisa kept thinking Jesus was the answer. Mm-hmm. Ned can't yell Jesus, because that would be blasphemy. can't do it in a blasphemous Je- way, but he's so close to saying But it's how they can get away with him wanting to say, like, Jesus! Instead, he's like, but he's questioning, like, why would you say Jesus? It's not, Jesus... Jeez. He's like he's watching. It could be confused. I yeah. could blaspheme here. <laughs> but Ned be careful. Has, and Ned has a self control that Homer doesn't have. Yes, yes, that's true. And he, also in that in that trivia scene, Maggie apparently got a question right. Oh, I love one, that. There's yes, one yeah. star on Maggie. Yeah, but Maud only got two. Does she suck or she, she just generous with the her children? I think. She's yeah. The kids oh, I've had many you? stars in my time. <laughs> but uh, the kids are really well. The kids are really upset, but they apparently can't stop themselves from being baptized and. This is a very creepy scene that I forget is officially the second word she's ever said. Ah. Oh, relax, Bart. Your sister Maggie isn't scared. That's because she can't talk. Daddy, daddy. Huh. Where are we going? Where are we going? Okay, okay, don't panic. 
To find Flanders, I just have to think like Flanders. I'm a big four-eyed lame and I wear the same stupid sweater every day at the Springfield River! <laughs> That's my line of the show, I'm sorry. Uh, I, have to, right. I have to veto the other one. Go for it. I once read a blog post about how this is the most complex and funny Simpsons joke just because of the levels it works on. It's yeah. like, Homer has to think like Ned. Ned would not think that about himself. <laughs> and then that information would not lead him to the river. It's like all these great things that just pay off at the end. And, yet it, river. Is, and yet it is correct about where they are. Yeah. Out of, and they and yeah, that, it, that he's right about it. place yeah. where they're at that, in the that, river, that solves too. That brilliantly solves the, the dilemma for the writers of how to get Homer and Marge yeah. to the exact spot of the back. And we mentioned uh, John Vitti and Batman. This mm-hmm. feels like a Batman. Yeah. Batman solving yeah. like a Riddler puzzle. Yeah, like, does. wait a minute, old chum. To the blank. Yeah. So yeah. that's how it would seem at first, old chum. But yeah. actually, that's so oh. true. That Oh, man. And... Uh, just that, that that shows that Homer is actually an amazing profile. It's like <laughs> I can think exactly like him. Anyway, stupid did. sweater, <laughs> same stupid sweater. Uh, and Dadly Doodly also reminded me of what we'd found out from interviewing Bill Oakley that they had done a joke before of Maggie saying a word in yeah. uh, Mrs. Bouvier's lover, she Lady says, Bouvier's uh, letter, lover. spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And, and the joke is that oh, sorry, and nobody cares yeah. because it's like I, you said your first word already. But then it was cut from the airing, which Oakley was even surprised to hear. It didn't air. But perhaps Graining had veto power on them in season five. But now in season seven, they're like, no, we're keeping this in. Yeah, I don't think that was animated. That's not in the deleted scenes yeah, of that season. Yeah, I know. Season. Even though Oakley said he was sure it was still in there. He was shocked to hear from us it wasn't. I bet it was recorded. That's probably A why. nice little exorcist reference. Yeah. And I'm, I just went to the wiki to check. And they credit Yardley Smith as the voice of Maggie here. And I hear That's Nancy. That's wrong. That's Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, he really sounds like Nancy. As he Simpsons, here, people. As a Simpsons mega nerd who does this show, I am so mad when I see a mistake on the wiki. I will not correct that. That's too much work. I'm like, no, you're wrong, sir. Tisk tisk. Uh, what if they paid you? Yes. Oh, they used to. Whoops. <laughs> uh, so then they're about to baptize them, and Homer arrives just in time. And so you do get some classic Homer taking injury, but it's a that, little more realistic than other times. That feels a lot like the Springfield Gorge fall, especially like mm. the close-up on his head as he hits everywhere yeah. on the oh, way down. Totally, yeah, totally. And then we get Homer. I My favorite animation of the whole episode is... The overdone, like, yeah. horror movie. Yeah, that's, I, that's what's really bugging me because I feel it that's feels so too specific. specific. And mm. I know it's not Creature from the Black Lagoon because I watched that recently. I mean, it and, feels like one of a million MST3K movies yeah. I saw, like, even Bloodwaters yeah. of Dr. Z, which it definitely is not a reference to that, I don't think. <laughs> No one saw that film. But uh, The Holy I, Water Burns Homer, too. I want yes. to believe it's a very specific monster movie reference, mm. and I would love to find that out, but I'm also very happy with it just being overdone and silly. And just the overacting mm. on both Homer's yeah. reaction to being touched by it and then just the extra <laughs> look on his face. You, you can hear some of it at the end of this clip. Ooh, You took a baptismal for me. How do you feel? Oh, Bartholomew, I feel like St. Augustine of Hippo after his conversion by Ambrose of Milan. <gasps> Wait, Homer, what did you just say? I said shut your ugly face, Flanders! <laughs> oh, fair enough. It is so, fair enough, because uh, like you said about taking yeah. kids to church, how dare you baptize another group? That's so weird. Cross the line, yeah. This is unforgivable on the Simpsons part. Like they the kind of have to Ned's run away done. from it, because they're like, well, the Simpsons, instead of walking away from the Flanders, 
this scene should end with Homer and Marge going like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You yeah. can't baptize our children. They're just too happy to have the kids back. And I have to say, St. Augustine of Hippo and Ambrose of Milan <laughs> are real, but they're from the 5th uh, century, so I say old news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember any hippos in that Chinese Disney movie. <laughs> uh, so then it's between the... Bart and Lisa immediately come back to the Simpsons full, but Maggie has a moment of it's close, man. I love that shot of... Homer with the frog jumping out of his pants and yeah. all the dead trees behind That's there. That's great. It's yeah. so beautiful. Is and there a sunset when uh, Marge is looking off to Maggie or something? Uh, yeah, like, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, Oakley and Weinstein point out a lot of their shows end uh, with the sun setting. <laughs> Which I, I love an orange Simpson sky. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. Well, it's also cute to see like Marge's arrival and when Maggie chooses her really reminds me of in the Rancher Relaxo episode, mm-hmm. Maggie's yes. excitement at seeing Marge. It all feels very... Retro yeah. in that way, which it's weird to think in like in season seven there being a <laughs> retro episode of The Simpsons. So yeah, it but... opens with a Homer Alone reference and closes with a Homer Alone reference, it's true. or like I guess borrowing or mm-hmm. you know reflection. Oh Maggie, you're a Simpson again. <laughs> so what was it like at the Flanders house? Yeah, give me all the dirt. Let's see. Dirt. Dirt. Well, there wasn't really much dirt. There was a bunch of old paint cans in their garage, though. (laughs) (laughs) Old painty can net. (laughs) 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 I love that last Marge line. Yeah. And then Marge gets the first and last words of the episode. Yeah. A pretty rare thing for Marge, but I just love that. How do you like that? So, man, uh, just a great kickoff to the Oakley and Weinstein uh, reign of the Simpsons. And it's going to be hard because I love season six so much now, just coming fresh off of it. But we're getting into their tone, their jokes, and I'm mm. I'm feeling at home again <laughs> with this kind of humor. I really love this episode. It feels so different after, really, you had a two-parter mm-hmm. that was basically a Simpsons movie. Then you have Radioactive Man, which is Hollywood comes to Springfield, mm-hmm. so also major stakes. This is so much smaller. It it pretty much doesn't leave Evergreen Terrace, like those two mm-hmm. houses That's on Evergreen right. Terrace. That's right. It doesn't leave the block, except for the spa. Yeah, it's like it's a it's very small episode. World-altering, but doesn't, yeah, it doesn't leave Evergreen Terrace. But emotions are what matter huh. most in this. It brings emotions back to the forefront, which, not to say like Merkin had some real emotional episodes, but more often he was into insanity which was amazing like in say homie the clown like that episode has no emotion to it but is (laughs) hilarious throughout this is a really good balance though yeah they found a better balance in this episode and i think definitely they were smart to get john beatty back oh for uh, sure as a ringer john beatty only other stuff he'd been writing at this time is the clip shows under duress (laughs) where they're like you signed a contract Vitti. you're the (laughs) clip show writer we'll see you next year and though, I mean, this season is also home to the best clip show, 138th oh, episode, Spectacular. Oh, so much better. Can't wait for that. So I'm looking ahead at the list, a really great season. I Some of them I mixed up with, like, oh, I thought that was season eight. Like, I thought 22 shorts was this uh, next season. Not this oh, one. seven is so good. I'm so looking forward to doing the rest of these, everybody. So thanks for listening, folks. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. <laughs> it's a classic gaming podcast every Monday with an occasional bonus episode on Friday. Go to Retronauts.com and look for Retronauts in your podcatcher of choice. Uh, we've been around for 11 years, so my recommendation is find a topic that interests you, and I bet we've done it. Find that episode and listen, and I think you'll subscribe, and I think you'll like it. So, yes, uh, thank you so much for listening. And be sure to follow me on Twitter as H-E-N-E-R-A-Y-G, where I talk about tons of cool stuff. 
And you should also know that we just did two really cool live shows, and we got more cool stuff coming, and you'll hear about it on my Twitter account. Uh, also, though, this is supported at patreon.com slash talkingsimpsons, where we have, oh, so many exclusives and more to come to. Bob and me, and, didn't, and we're working on tons of extra stuff. Just finished off the critic, talking critic, you can listen to all of that, and more are coming soon. Oh, oh hi. <laughs> I want you to listen to Laser Time. That's all I want. Listen to Laser Time or Video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game show, or 302010, our weekly look back 30, 20, and 10 years ago to that week in history, which occasionally has the Simpsons in it. It would be 98, so that'd be season nine season nine hmm Needs, I need to triple check that. There are some good season nine episodes in there. Oh, season nine's great. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and, but Every yes. season is great, Chris. We're doing this forever. <laughs> you can find all that and more on lasertimepodcast.com. We do occasional game streams. I think you guys closed out 2017 with us. We did oh, yeah. itch, this, the awful Itchy and Scratchy game. And I know a ton of people have liked that video. Watching Bob struggle with a terrible Super I, Nintendo game. I, I feel a great sense of achievement over what you I've got done. got to al- almost the third level on a yeah. game that's impossible and, and no poorly one, made. No one should ever play it. So thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week with Bart Sells his soul. Wow. Infotainment.